Hello, and welcome to the In It podcast, where we talk about the latest trends in public transit and look into the future of mobility through the eyes of leading industry experts. I'm your host, Ann Derby, and today we're having a conversation with Sudi Schwab, In It's Asia Pacific Regional Director, about the challenges of and solutions for future-proofing public transit. Suvi's been working in the industry for 10 years and is currently responsible for business development in Asia. Suvi, welcome to the In It podcast. Thanks for joining us today all the way from Singapore. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast again, Anne. So Suvi, you recently moderated an ITS Singapore webinar on the topic of the future of transportation. Tell us a little bit about this. Sure, so yes, um, I'm one of the ITS Singapore counselors. I uh, recently um, organized a webinar to talk about future-proofing public transport. So COVID-19 caught everyone by surprise. Nobody was really prepared at all. Nowadays, the only certain thing is change. The webinar was to talk about how we can be more prepared in the future when something big happens, because most likely we will face a major disruption again, uh, be it a pandemic, natural disaster, cyber security attack or terrorist attack or whatever. So in the webinar, we had two guests, one from the local authority and one from an ITS supplier to present, after which we then discussed the topic. Um, COVID-19 is a big crisis for the public transportation sector. But if you think about it, we faced or are facing several different kinds of crises under the COVID-19 kind of umbrella crisis. So Mr. Jeremy Yap, who is the deputy CEO of the Land Transport Authority here in Singapore, summarized the transport challenges that public transportation faced with COVID-19 very well. So he divided them into five categories. Uh, Number one, confidence crisis, uh, so communication challenges. Uh, Number two, ridership crisis, uh, because you know the demand is plummeting. Number three, revenue crisis. due to plummeting demand, the revenue-driven um, financing model collapses. Number four, uh, strategy crisis, reversal of mode share and regression into car-heavy city. Uh, and number five, uh, leadership crisis, because courage in the midst of uncertainty. I see. So let's start with the confidence crisis. How can agencies restore the public's confidence with taking public transit again? What suggestions did the experts have for moving forward after the pandemic? Well, besides proper cleaning, of course, one of the ways that agencies can restore uh, ridership confidence is by communicating with their passengers from the very beginning and very clearly that public transportation is safe to use. And actually, lately I've seen a lot of studies of this as well, that public transportation is really safe to use. So I think communicating the results of the studies and the more studies there are, the better. I agree. I recently read an American Public Transportation Association report on the top action items required to win passengers back. Of the top three, communication, cleanings, and certifications, that was what passengers wanted. So they feel empowered to make the safest choices when riding public transportation. Here in the States, um, we've been really focused on communicating to riders in real time about the number of passengers on board a vehicle before they get on the bus. For example, through an app, riders can see how many passengers are arriving on the bus and can decide if the capacity meets their comfort level for social distancing or if they want to wait for the next bus arriving in, say, five minutes with fewer passengers on board. 
I think that's really important. The significance here is that as the trend towards urbanization continues, the need for managing crowds on a larger scale becomes more important. For example, at uh, train platforms. So INIT is developing a tool called a mobile guide. So usually if you're waiting for a train and are told that the train is full, the situation might be completely different at your station if most of the people on board are alighting the train. So a um, mobile guide uses artificial intelligence to predict the car loads at the moment when passengers at your station have already alighted and you are ready to board. It draws uh, to historical data to provide riders with passenger load info on train cars. So the benefit is that it allows them to position themselves on the platform and board the cars they are, that are least crowded. And uh, I think this is really important because, like I said before, if a train arrives and it's a very busy interchange, then half of the train might get out and it actually doesn't bring much value to know that the train was, half, was full before you got in, but it's not anymore. So this is a trend that has already started. So definitely crowd management is a must in relieving the uh, stressors of traveling on public transportation. It enables agencies to equally distribute riders on board the vehicles, which goes a long way to restoring passenger confidence. Crowd management is a must in relieving the stressors of traveling on public transportation. It enables agencies to equally distribute riders on board the vehicles, which goes a long way to restoring passenger confidence. Exactly. So where else do you see agencies realigning in order to adapt to the current or any future crisis? Well, on-demand transportation is even more important now because agencies must be more dynamic in delivering the service the riders need. When your ridership falls by 50% or even by 80% in some cases, it means that your revenue falls equally. So the next question will be how to save on cost, but still deliver a good service for the passengers that need to use the public transportation and on demand could be one solution. Uh, the next time ridership drops drastically, it might be worth exploring an option where, for example, you continue the service of the main trunk lines and then switch everything else to on demand. This way, the authorities would be able to save in costs during the time when ridership is plummeting, but still be able to offer a good public transportation service. Autonomous vehicles could play a big part in this also. Uh, yes, autonomous vehicles really speak to the on-demand requirement, but they also provide the solution for reducing carbon emissions and in turn, the many health issues caused by them. Uh, for instance, here in the U.S., California has the goal for the implementation of fully zero emission vehicle fleets by the year 2030. Uh, there are other cities like Seattle who are also striving to reach that goal. And New York City wants to be completely carbon neutral by 2050. So I have to give in it a plug here for our e-mobility suite that provides the tools to help them achieve those zero emission goals. No doubt the move to zero emission vehicles is a must if we are going to be relevant now and in the future. And of course, you need to have software that is able to make sure that agencies are taking the most advantage of the rather pricey buses. And this also comes back to the on-demand. Yes. So riders have become quite used to on-demand service and agencies are adapting services now on a more granular level. And I see this only continuing um, we, we also seen an uptick in the use of artificial intelligence for understanding patterns of travel and predicting the need for service. 
Is this a topic your panel discussed during your webinar? Uh, and if so, how can this technology help solve future transportation issues? Um, yes, you're right, Anne. Actually, both of our panelists touched on travel patterns as they have obviously changed drastically during COVID-19. Imagine one or several sectors of society completely stopped using public transport for a certain period of time. For example, the elderly were instructed to stay at home from the very beginning, then people started working from home, then children stopped going to school and so on. So now that we have the data from this crisis, we can definitely use it in the future with the help of AI to model different scenarios to be better prepared. Authorities can also use this data to think about different ways they could influence the travel patterns. Interesting. So, Subi, let's turn the corner here. You mentioned the leadership crisis as well. That was covered in the webinar. Here in North America, we've seen a tremendous effort by agencies to adapt and update their systems to meet the requirements of a socially distanced world. And those innovations continue to evolve. Where do you see the greatest impacts happening when you think about leadership and the future of public transportation? Well, as this crisis has been kind of an existential crisis for public transport, I think ensuring business continuity is the way forward. Leadership has a big role to play in using technology to model different scenarios or prepare for the unexpected. In the webinar, Jeremy Yap um, quoted his professor from Stanford, uh, William Barnett, who said that your job as a leader is not to know what's next. Your job is to create the system that discovers what's next. And I think that describes quite well, well the um, whole point of the webinar, the need to create systems that help us ensure business continuity during the next big disruption. Mm. So, I think we've covered the five crisis areas that uh, must be effectively managed in order to have a successful outlook um, for public transit. Can you give us any of your final thoughts regarding this topic? Well, I feel like I'm quoting Jeremy a lot, but what he also mentioned in the webinar was that we should see this as an opportunity to develop new systems, not only technological systems, but organizational systems as well, to ensure that the next times we face these big disruptions, we will be more prepared and as a consequence, the impact will not be as drastic as it has now been. I agree. Suvi, thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing your experiences with us. Uh, we look forward to continuing this conversation as we all try to move forward together into the future of public transportation. Thank you, Anne.